What's the elf? What is it saying? This is a family show. Hello, Pokey Pals, and welcome back to Aos Airwaves. My name is Gibbles and Bits, and with me I have my best friend and bot lane bro, Deadbroke Nerd. Deadbroke Nerd, how you doing today, man? Happy July 4th. Yes, yes, thank you. Happy Independence Day for those of you in the United States of America. Uh, we're recording on our on our lovely day off here, and I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. You know, there's been a lot of really exciting news coming out for... Um, Pokemon Unite, and I gotta be honest, man, uh, it's gotten me really, really hyped, and I've been logging on quite a bit throughout the weekend, playing some casual games, but like, oh, I just want to get my hands on the new stuff. Well, and they've, they've, there's been no shortage of of leaks and reveals of new stuff, and we will get to that. But yeah, there is, there's a lot to be excited about in the game. A lot of changes coming down the pipe, uh, and even some of the stuff that is. Uh, come out recently that's already in the game still feels fresh so i'm still having fun toying with all of the new pokemon and and um trying them in different kind of combinations and in builds we've been testing some of the new stuff in different places in our five stacks mm-hmm. uh, with our with our past primates uh competitive team even though we're not competing uh currently for for any kind of meaningful full tournaments but yeah it's still been fun we're... to toy around the new stuff I think we're hoping to get a couple community events in soon, but uh, but no, like the last week of practice was actually really cool because we played a pretty, um, I guess I'll say, unorthodox uh, strategy, and it went really really well, and it got to feature uh, Snorlax. I got to play Snorlax in a uh, five stack, and it felt really strong. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, all the all the balance changes, I'm still working my way through, and and uh, and getting to experience like what the new what the pokemon feel like now so that that's really cool um but you know some really cool stuff on the horizon i do want to let you guys know what the layout of the episode is going to be here so there's not a ton of like competitive news right now i don't want to say it's it's definitely not like a like a dark zone or anything like that but like you know there's some community tournaments and and all of the top teams are experimenting in there trying to figure out the meta and stuff like that um i I don't think there's like a super consensus right now plus i imagine there will probably be a round of balance changes prior to worlds so like there's not a ton to talk about that like is, is overwhelmingly important and so, especially in comparison to all the news, so what we're going to do is we're going to use our competitive segment today to talk about the news that's come out uh, regarding some really cool things with Pokemon Unite. And then, of course, um, our second section is going to be our casual slash, you know, solo duo trio play. Um, and we've got a really cool section there. We're going to be talking about our four lane combinations that Gibby and I love to play together and we get a lot of success and how to execute them. Uh, and then finally, we're going to do another round, round three of Captain's Draft. Um, I'm pretty sure Gibby got the upvotes from the last round for uh, for his uh, his team being reigning supreme. So we're, we're going to get to go to a rubber match there and, and see how we do in round three with some special rules that we'll let you guys know uh, when we go there just to spice it up a little bit. But um, yeah, first thing. All right. With the news, we have received leaks, official leaks from the one and only, only El Chico Eevee. Uh, and it's been all over youtube with with various content creators posting videos and beta play about 
uh, the new two Pokemon coming out, Glaceon and Buzzwole. Glaceon is going to be an attacker, and Buzzwole is an all-arounder. So maybe not the roles that we were hoping for. We were still feeling like we're we're getting a little bit of a lack of defenders and a little bit of a lack of... I don't know, still supports, supports I would argue, speedsters. too. And yeah, speedsters the, the, the are getting two roles, left in the dust. The two roles we didn't need are the ones getting getting new uh, new Pokemon. But, uh, you know, at least they're cool. At, at least they're cool, man. Like, there's just some cool Pokemon coming out. For the record, uh, El Chico Eevee did come out, um, like, a few days uh, prior to all of the, the, the bigger news dropping with those leaks uh, specifically around Glaceon and Buzzwell's movesets. And then, out of the blue, seemingly, a private test server opened up um in the uh asia uh, regions so if you are connected to say like if i understand it correctly and i, I th- i'm pretty sure there's a guide out there that a couple of content creators have posted i'm pretty sure um was it uh teeds posted one um about how to connect there through like a vpn and stuff like that um but you can connect to the private test server and play with new balance changes uh you can play with these two pokemon that seem to be like right on the horizon to come out glaceon and buzzwool so like that's a that i mean just just before we go jump into the pokemon like private test server Again, A, it came out of nowhere. B, it's giving us some really cool opportunities to get a glimpse of what these Pokemon are going to look like in practice. Not just in in theory, but like in practice before they actually drop, which is opening up this discussion because we've seen gameplay now. Right, and typically when they're about to drop a new Pokemon into the into the game, it's we get, I don't know, moveset leaks or maybe some stat leaks uh, in an article, and you're not really sure if how accurate it's going to be. And then we get the actual official trailer from Unite, which is like a 20-second, if that, vague kind of trailer of, oh, hey, here's this Pokemon that's new using one of its moves, obliterating something not moving in the center of the stadium, and then dropping its alt on their head and killing yeah. it. And it's like a fade, and it's like a fade to black pan out of... Oh, yeah, you get no actual context. You don't get any context at no. all. So, <laughs> no. so it's nice to be able to see actual gameplay footage and we're getting meaningful commentary from yeah. the from content creators and those that are in the private test server before these these even drop and are available to the general public so i while i'm not a part of the private uh beta test server i don't really feel like i need to be to be able to no. <laughs> get meaningful context about what we think is going to happen and that's the that's the fun part about this is we're going to be kind of giving our thoughts about both Glaceon and Buzzwool and the move sets that they've got maybe our predictions about what we think is going to be either the more powerful or the more popular move set granted we don't have all of the information about base stats and some of the effects uh, yeah, like some of the scaling them. numbers are not like figured out, and they're, they're paramount to change. I mean, of course, it is a test server, so what we're looking at right now could could even probably not probably not drastically change, but could you know meaningfully change in terms of damage and scaling and cooldowns and all that sort of stuff as they as the devs develop uh, and gather more data from people playing on the test server, and that's that's totally common in in games. You know, I doubt we'll see anything big change from like a a moveset rework or anything like that. Those things are usually pretty locked down, but you know, cooldowns, damage numbers, stuff like that could, could totally change. But based on what we're, what we have, I I certainly am excited to do some, some 
joyful conjecture. Uh, before we do jump into those Pokemon, I also want to mention, because it makes sense to talk about this now before we get into the nitty-gritty, there was also a datamined leak of the Pokemon coming after those two Pokemon. So not only do we have, do we have spoilers about two Pokemon... Uh, we have gameplay footage of them, like we, you know, before they come out. I'm not sure when that's going to be. I gotta imagine the next couple weeks. At least one of them is going to be in the next couple weeks. And then we have a, a a data mine of the next Pokemon, which is a fan favorite. That is the big Dino guy himself, Tyranitar. Reptar. No, Tyranitar. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Not Rugrats, right? Tyranitar. No, sorry, not Rugrats. Pokemon. The other, uh, the other. Saturday morning cartoon. Um, <laughs> yeah, you throw yeah, Itar. You throw Itar at the end Itar, of the name. Yeah. All I could think of was Reptar, and he's also like a giant green, it's base, okay, like it's Pokemon's it's... version of Reptar. But yes, it is. But it's still cool. But what's so cool about this too is um, we're finally getting like a Gen two Pokemon, and and to my knowledge, I'll just do a quick scroll here. Barring, I think Azumarill is technically Gen two, like the evolution. From Meryl to Azumarill came out in Gen two, I think. Um, but uh, but but really, this is the only Gen two Pokemon we have from Johto, so that's really cool. And Tyranitar has just always been a fan favorite and a strong Pokemon, even at like the the higher level of of you know VGC Pokemon from from my knowledge as a not expert, um, but as a casual observer. So you know that that's really cool. Um, and then. Just today, as we were planning out all of this this news and what we wanted to talk about, uh, Crashy posted a video where I, and I don't know, I tried to find where this discussion happened, but supposedly another data miner that I'm less familiar with, as opposed to um, El Chico Eevee or or Sobble, um, released REM. yeah REM released some interesting. And, and maybe I, I'll, I'll say it potentially controversial information, um, which of course is you know not even on the private test server. This is like way in the you know the files of, of way upcoming things, so likely will change in, in great ways. But effectively, a system for modding Pokemon stats. Well, and and actually a a nomenclature thing here that I think we've been saying wrong. The current Glaceon and Buzzwool Pokemon's are being tested on the public test server oh you're right, right you're right yes this public is, test server yep. this information mm-hmm. that is being discussed by rem and being mined as a potential upcomings uh with with the modding of certain pokemon via their stats like being able to adjust special attack special defense yep. cc potency things like that that is being done on a private test server that the that the public doesn't have any any right, access right. Dev to, only. to change Right, yeah. so this is mm-hmm. on a is on a, a private. So we really don't have any outside of this specific commentary. This dude could not that I'm not saying that he is, but he very well could be pulling details out of nowhere, and none of this is coming. But the, the, he had crashy had a private conversation with them, asking some questions. That it seems like highly recommend deep. you check out that video, guys, if you're interested yeah. in this. It goes into much more detail than we're going to go into, but. Yeah, and and yeah. that's because because we don't want to spend a whole lot of time if if the if if part of this or most of this or all of this is incorrect. It's just there's there's a lot to be unknown, and there there might be some different ways similar to an old League of Legends badge system where there's going to be a 
a modding of your Pokemon as you're going into battle, being able to adjust some stats, give you give the uh, the user a little bit of additional agency, which is cool. I would love to see that as long as it's not against a pay-to-win wall. And I think that's about all I've got to say on the matter for now until we get more information. Yeah, it, it, there's no point getting worked up until we see the final iteration. A little bit of in-game currency. Like, if it was tied to, like, tickets, that's fine. Tickets, just you get tickets constantly, you know? Now... If it's tied to EOS coins or worse, tied to gems, that's where it starts to get dicey because EOS coins, if you're spending EOS coins on getting upgrades for Pokemon, you can't get new Pokemon. So uh, the, like the Unite licenses, which for the record, I technically still do not have all the Unite licenses and I have paid some money for this game. Not a lot, maybe like 30 bucks total. But I have put some money into this game and I uh, still do not have... Gosh, I want to say like Garchomp, Gengar, and uh, Gardevoir, I think. The All the Gs. Gs. All the Gs. You don't like G Pokemon. I don't like G Pokemon. Garchomp, Gengar, and Gardevoir. Still don't have those unlocked. And, and you know, um, I've now got, I'm sitting on like 22,000 coins. So I could unlock two of them right now. But I want to save them so I can unlock the new Pokemon because I don't play Garchomp. Uh, and I don't like Garchomp. Well, nobody I, plays Garchomp. You know, um, Gengar is not my play style, and if anyone's going to play Gardevoir on our team, it's going to be Gibby. So it's like, <laughs> I'm not probably going to get those until I have a, a, a supreme excess of coins. But my point is, like, you know, as cool as it would be to mod Pokemon stats, and I think it could make some for some really interesting uh, implications in the competitive level, where if you're, if you're, like, modding your stats in one way, you queue up and you you pick a Talonflame, but turns out the Talonflame is just, like, supremely maxed out move speed. Uh, and you're just, just zipping between goals, you know, going back to old score comp vibes. Like, that could be cool, you know? You know, or, or flip side, takes, uh, uh, take Snorlax and increase the CC potency of his things, or take something like Zarina, and if it's, like, CC reduction, that would be amazing for a Pokemon like Zarina, who never wants to be pinned down because he wants to be constantly moving. So, there's some really cool, like, potential there. I just am... You know, I'm just really hoping that they, they, they do right by the community and, you know, they hopefully learn their lessons from the item enhancers uh, that were such a, a core, I guess, roadblock uh, for new players when the game launched and there wasn't a way to reliably get access to item enhancers. Yeah. That would be it. Would be great to be able to have a, a nice balance of hey, you can you can obtain this through money if you want to, like so many of the things in the game are now, but you don't have to. You can spend time in the game, work your way up, yeah. and be able to access it through just hours of gameplay and hard work. And and another thing I am hoping is that like it's not tied to the individual Pokemon as much as it's tied to you. Co you collect the runes or collect the signets or badges or whatever and then can can mix and match with your roster because it, if it was tied to the individual pokemon gosh that sounds like a grind <laughs> so anyways but but fun stuff right let's here's the thing glaceon buzzwell which one do we want to do first let's go with glaceon just uh i think that's maybe the that's another g pokemon i'm not gonna unlock it you know, it's not at first. You'll go. You'll go Buzzwole first, and I'll go Glaceon. But I think, I think, uh, I think Glaceon might be a little bit of an easier conversation, just from what we've seen. And maybe I, I think Glaceon is going to be one of those Pokemon that we need to see in our own hands 
Mm. How it, See, it how does it seem operates. like a play style kind of Pokemon, you know? It does, and I and I'm looking at the move set. So Glaceon, I'll go into the, a little bit of what we know. So Glaceon is another evolution uh, of of the Eevee. So we you do have the Eevee, and they will have the little border around the level. So even if at Eevee you can tell which Pokemon is which, like if there's several on a team, they have they added a little border where it's like a little bow for for Sylveon. There's like some purple nonsense going around the number for for espion and then this one has like freeze icicles on the outside of it so you know it's glaceon it does level up at level four just like the others uh and it has two moves icy wind and icicle spear uh and then at level six it gets its second move freeze dry or ice shard and then it gets its unite move called glacial stage which basically creates a diamond and it almost turns Glaceon into an ice skating rink, and she gets to yeah. jump ar- jump around and starts just... throwing icicles at people like a like a massive snowball fight. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Um, but what what are the just initial reactions from Glaceon? And it gets united eight. I don't know if you said that, but yeah, it, it, it gets united just eight. like the other evolutions. Yeah, yeah, four, six, and then eight is is the move evolutions that gets mm-hmm. it gets everything that's going to have in its kit. A um, couple of just initial call-outs for Glaceon. Its basic attacks can crit, which is interesting. Um, you can you can end up maybe getting a boosted attack, especially in the early game. Um, there's going to be some probably cool but also frustrating moments if you're on the other side of one, of a Glaceon, where you are trying to gauge, because it's such a... It can be such a little very slim to the, to the nose, uh, like difference between escaping and not escaping yeah when you're trying to take farm or you maybe you push a little too far or you're fighting for bees and you're like sprinting back to your own goal zone to try to survive or maybe you get ganked by their their um their jungler so now you're on a 2v3 situation you're trying to make it back to your goal and hang out and not and not give up some easy kills and glaceon hits you with that one final basic attack and it crits and you die and you're like what in the world i shouldn't have died there so but but i think it also can make for maybe some cool builds with like a muscle band so that way you you're taking taking advantage of that um looking at some of the move sets it uh, glaceon's got a lot of cc to the kit i mean you look at um the early moves um being so, so swift goes off of swift is i think on all of the evs um, yeah, it is. And, but they all run differently. This one is almost almost works like mystical fire going off of your basic attacks. I don't think it's it going to be that yeah. good. Nope. Tail tail whip is going to be a damage reduction. Uh, it does di- it does damage, and the, oh no, it's a it's a defense reduction. It's also an um, auto lock, so like it it it'll um, chase them down, kind of like an sure. electro ball. So it, like that that there's there's use in that. Yeah. So there's there's definitely use in, in that. I mean, I like while we're while we're here while we're talking about the early stage, I'll just butt in and say I think this is the worst early game of any of the EVs. Like I, I think, actually agree I, with you. I yeah. think Glaceon it ha- like almost has to be babied or be in the jungle. I think Glaceon, just my interpretation of it, is going to be best coming out of jungle as opposed to being a laner which is the big benefit of sylveon and espion is that they they're pretty solid laners and the move they pick up at level four immediately turns them into one of the most dangerous level four pokemon in the game like you know between hyper voice from like hyper voice or um psy shock yeah, like well, from a moveset perspective, I do think that the the crits on the basic attacks do help, and we also don't know what the health looks like. But on it season. scales off of special attacks still, right? I believe so. So the scaling, it, it's I mean, 
I'm pretty sure it's not a. It, I'm pretty sure it's not a physical attacker. But now you have me yeah. second guessing. But either way, so like if if it is indeed special attack, you're looking at a situation where it's not. Um, like it's not doing that that much on the crits. Like sure, I, I and I I personally you know. I, I'm inclined to say, like, for something as squishy as as a evolution, because all of them are squishy once you get them pinned down. Sylveon is the kind of the example that, like, it can kind of kite really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Espeon and Sylveon, both it's not like their health pool is that large. It's just you know they're hopefully staying in the back line. And Glaceon is this weird situation where it's kind of like the most weirdly the most mobile once it gets those move sets. But on the flip side, of course, is that like. It it, it it you know it, it can't duel somebody once they're on top of them, so yeah you know and that's going to mean that in those laning situations, once the other Pokemon hit their fours and fives, you're gonna have to be really careful in your positioning. Sure, yeah, I mean, and you start to look at the move sets as it goes into like those early moves. I mean, it, we're looking at ice, uh, icicle spear, and icy wind. I mean, you've basically got two different choices here of kind of what you want to have icicle spear is the more almost like psy shocky where it's got it's going to throw all of the stored ice crystals that you've that you've built up and you can see them kind of floating around you as you as you're going uh, and you're playing the game it'll launch all of the icicles um crystals at one time on a target and just bam 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 so it's going to be very much a more of a bursty move and you generate um, ice crystals by the way from your basic attacks correct. or from your alternate move, which you get at six, I think. Six. Yeah. So, six. so like it's it, you know the full power seems to come online at six, not at four. Whereas, like for Espeon and Sylveon, their primary damage conduit is self reliant, and that's not really the case for Ice Spear, Icicle Spear, or uh, Icy Wind, where like you have yeah. to build up the charges, build up the charges, and like. So and then if you don't if you wait too long if I remember correctly there's a bar that depletes over time like where your boosteds would be where like if over time you don't attack you lose all of your charges not some but you lose all of your charges so Glaceon if it survives uh you know and it can, if it can set up for a fight by hitting wild pokemon and generating the ice crystals and go into a fight with max ice crystal stacks which I think is 8 wow icicle spear and icy wind are phenomenal now, and if I remember right, I don't think you can build up, like, you can't set this up like Zarina. I don't know if you can build Icicle Crystals from Wild Pokemon. You can't. I don't know. If you can. can you? Yeah, you definitely I, can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think it's, cause I think, I think Buzzwell is the one that you can't build up the muscle no, gauge. We'll you can't. We'll get there. With, with, so that's that's the one. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. that that's honestly the thing, was that, like, I was seeing people going on these jungle runs, and, like, after, like their second jungle run moves really pretty quickly because you just move from wild Pokemon to wild Pokemon. As long as you get to the one before your your attack gauge depletes, you still have your max crystals. Um, so so that's the crystal juggling, which does seem like a really interesting mechanic uh, to to balance. Well, and even at a, even at a level four, you've got icicle spear that wants to burn all of all of. And your, how does that one work? If you if you don't mind, like. Running yeah, through so that has, has the user launch has the user launch all of its stored crystals in rapid succession at the designated Pokemon. If the user has no ice crystals when it's moved, uh, it instantly creates uh, some. Uh, the crystals I think it's shatter. Two. I think it is two. The crystal shatters because that's the basic. It goes two, yeah. four, and then I think six total. Um, the crystal shatters when they hit at the designated Pokemon, and every additional one that hits uh, does more damage than the last one. Um, 
if the if this occurs, the icicle crystals will shatter on impact and deal damage in an area of effect. In the same way, ice crystals launch at this move deal increasing damage. After this move is used, the cooldown of ice shard and freeze dry is reduced. So as we've talked about in previous episodes, the, another cooldown reduction built into a move set as an option. And then on the in the antithesis, icy mm-hmm. wind, you jump in a short direction and you launch your next basic attack launches all of the ice crystals that you have stored um and then if they if they hit you regain this actually i think you just do this does this anyway um you regain all of the the same number of ice crystals that you just launched yeah um and and if you hit they have a speed decrease uh they have they have a speed decrease for the opposing pokemon that you hit mm-hmm um, if you don't hit any the opposing Pokemon or whatever you're targeting with uh, any ice crystals from this move, then you don't get any back. Yeah, so you so have it, to be like accurate, right? And again, it's this juggling effect, right? Where like you you know with icicle spirits, it almost looks like a machine gun, just doom 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 doom. And both of these, by the way, my, unless they dodge the the basic attack, which there's a couple moves that can do that, but unless they dodge it, they're basically sure hits, which is mm-hmm. interesting that both move sets on this pokemon that the both primary damage dealing moves are are sure hits um which means that in the hands of somebody like less technically skilled but somebody who is intelligent enough to understand the management of the system this is like the perfect pokemon for them yeah, if you like managing kind of the uh, I don't know inventory for lack of a better term. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 icicle mechanics. Yeah, yeah. So and then you start move looking into the other move sets, which really or the other the other moves, which really kind of combo, and you can you mm-hmm. can mix and match here. And I like, for example, that icy wind says if you use ice shard or it redu- or I'm sorry, it, it reduces the cooldown for on uh, icicle spear for ice shard or freeze dry. Yeah, because it wants you to be able to use that move with either of them. I think that's something maybe a growing lesson that they've learned in the past from other building of mm-hmm. move sets with Pokemon that they've released is that you need it's better to have the flexibility with all of the moves with all of your other moves too. So that way you can mix and match and that makes it easier for balance changing. So ice shard, basically it turns your basic attacks into a different kind of basic attack, something similar to what we've seen with um, like outrage on, um, on Dragonite where basically Glacian starts hurling chunks of damage. um, These, these little ice chunks. Which of course stack your, your, your shards or stack your crystals. Yes. They, they, mm-hmm. they stack even faster. Um, and you gain a crystal if you are use this move while launching ice crystals with icicle spear, which means you so could you theoretically could... launch 10, right? Yeah. So you proc this. So you proc this, you launch icicle spear that starts doing all of this. And you start using your, your, your basic attacks that go bam, 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 bam. And you're absolutely just chunking people for damage really, really fast. Um, I do wonder, I don't think, do, do you know if do the icicle spears crit? I don't remember seeing them crit. I don't have crit stats in front of me and I don't think they do. I have yet to see that, what, my, there, there might be a crit. Wild. I mean, we're, I mean, <laughs> we're seeing, we're seeing limited gameplay, right? Right. Um, so it's not like we're getting a, an elongated, like game time where we can watch to see if any of them crit. Cause it might be a small crit chance over time. Mm hmm. Um, 
or or it might be that they have the ability to crit, but it's at a zero percent crit rate unless you almost like mystical oh, like fire. You equip a scope lens or something. You have to equip a scope lens or a right. razor claw or something to it um, to be able to give it a crit chance. So, and maybe that's just not something that we've seen applied. Right. Um, it does. So seem, it might. It does seem like from my from my viewing that ice shard is like you have to run ice shard if you're running icicle spear because you need a way to quickly regenerate the crystals in between uses of icicle spear whereas icy wind i've seen a lot of people playing with the ice shard and using the ice spear as basically a way to have an ultra mobile glaceon Mm -hmm. however freeze dry i did see uh i think spraggles did it uh, did ice excuse me freeze dry and icy wind and that didn't seem bad because you know icy wind if you in the middle of a fight if you keep hitting your icy winds you'll you, once you've got all eight stacks you're not going to lose the stacks because you just keep recasting icy wind and throwing them all landing them recharging crystals going again so it almost seems like you may may not need ice shard if you're using yeah. icy wind well, and freeze dry increases your special attack and uh, basically creates an AOE effect of of an area that slows uh, opposing Pokemon and also leaves leaves behind like an explosion and their speeds decreased um, if they if they kind of get caught in it or if they stay in it. So, I mean, being able to create an AOE slow and then pop off for eight shards, uh, with which your slows icy too. Wind, which slows too, so you're basically just locking people in place if you if you can. Right. Uh, I think it's there's there's just a lot of CC. This is very Nine Tails esque with Glaceon, where there is damage in different ways, and depending on, I think it's really cool because it can be it can be comp dependent on what you what kind of moveset you want to run or matchup dependent. Right on on which ones are better. Like let's say you see a champ and you need to keep them out. Well, it's probably going to be freeze dry. I would imagine. If 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 there's no sort yeah. of yeah freeze dry or and and icy wind so that's interesting too right because like icicle spear does not slow it doesn't do any CC it's just and burst. freeze dry it doesn't, doesn't stop anybody it doesn't or, stop anybody from running at your face right right and it's escape you know you dash you move and then ice shard doesn't do any CC but the other two moves both do so theoretically you could run a, a loadout where you have two moves that slow and an alt that slows or you could run two moves that don't do anything but that help you move fast so you can kite in one set and you can slow in the other or or put a combination or mix and match yeah 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 so it's and i think that's a great design that you can do that Mm -hmm. um so it's that's kind of got this mix and match but let's not spend too much more time on glaceon let's go over to buzzwool the a completely different kind yeah of of pokemon well and for Um, for the record for the record, sorry, I'm having all these thoughts about Glaceon. Glaceon seems like maybe the most complicated Pokemon we've previewed since, like, Hoopa. Like, like if you think about the... It's not that it's the most, like... It's not going to be that it's the most hard to play or the best. But, like, the nuances of, like, juggling your shards, building those up, weaker early game, a lot of movement, but, like, some slow... Like, it just seems very... I don't want to say complex, right? Because it's it may it's like you don't have to hit skill shots. It's like it's it's not that it's going to be hard to pilot. It's just that it's got a lot of things to think about, 
and a lot of nuance in all of its different pieces of its kit. And we didn't even talk about its passive, Gibby, which which can apparently right. turn it invisible. Well, yeah, and the first time it would take any any sort of uh, hindrance, it goes, and I don't know what the cooldown is on it, so we don't really know how, how long it would, or like how often it comes up, but first time it takes a hindrance, it goes into stealth mode. Yep. And goes invisible for however many amount of it's time. It's not super long. If I could, it looks like it's two seconds or something. If if as I, a passive, it shouldn't be long. It, it's not long, it, but it is. It, I saw some some uh, streamers get frustrated with it a couple times because you know they would throw a move on it and it would just go, you know, and disappear. Um, and they'd be like, "Oh crap! I didn't know that was up." They'd be in the middle of a fight. It would come off cooldown. And then they throw it. Oh man, you know, <laughs> right? There's no way to know if their snow cloak is up. Unlike the, it, it, to my knowledge, unlike the Espeon, you know, dodecahedron <laughs> or whatever. Dodecahedron. <laughs> In, insert complicated shape here. Right. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, that that's uh, that's Glaceon, and and I know we only briefly touched on the alt, but the alt basically slows in a diamond. Speeds you up in a diamond and massively regenerates crystals while you're in the area. Um, yeah. So it's, it, but it's, it's the zone is huge. It's really powerful. I'll just say that. Like the ult seems really powerful. Now I don't think the cooldown on it is particularly low, so I think it takes a while to come back. But it's, it's legit. Yeah, and I, I, I truthfully, by watching it, I actually had a, a, an opposite opinion. I wasn't super impressed. Oh really? Um, yeah, I wasn't super impressed with the damage that it seems to output because you seem pretty vulnerable while you're in this area. But I, I'll hold my judgment until I, I have more commentary or more, more. I've get, I get to play it myself. Mm-hmm. It does seem like the damage it does is all. It's all single target, right? Mm-hmm. So it seems like it's weird. Based off of your moves, right? Your 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 basic attacks don't do that much. Right, your moves are all single target. Your damage moves are, except for freeze dry, which seems to be the least popular moves thus far. But like icicle spear and icy wind do quite a bit of damage. Icicle spear especially can absolutely melt people if you get an early advantage. Um, but you're only doing that to one person at a time, and the alt does help you like can keep your positioning and the slow in an area like any AOE. CC is good, but I think you're right. Like if you compare it to something like Delphox, which is potentially hitting these massive fire spins and mystical fires, if you make that point of comparison, Delphox is is the damage that it's doing can be to these groups, right? Um, but but the flip side, of course, is that like Delphox is nowhere near as mobile as Glaceon is going to be. Glaceon. No. Is it can can get in and out of trouble, you know? Can position around fights with the ult because you basically just go super speed by combination of the ult and your natural speed increase of ulting. So it's just it's the, the base speed's pretty good too. Yeah, I think. But my my point is is that like I don't think the the ult is not intended to be a like a fireworks or a, you know a damaging thing. It's not intended to compete with other Pokemon like a Machamp ult, it's intended to be a facilitator, I think, for Glaceon's basic attacks or, or basic uh, moves. Yeah, it's just not, it's not a standalone move that you that you drop and you're like, oh, go go kill everybody just because of this move. No, and in, and in that way, Glaceon does seem like a Pokemon that is 
really dedicated to doing its one thing really, really well. All the moves are very synergistic with each other, which maybe down the road gets boring where you've got like other Pokemon that can really mix and match in a, in a way that like you can play this Pokemon this way. And it feels totally different. Like Venusaur, you, you could play pedal dance, giga drain, and then you could play solar beam sludge bomb. And they're two different Pokemon. I don't think Glaceon will ever get to that point, but that's just the last thing I want to say on Glaceon. It, it, it's complicated. There's so much going on with that kit. So we have our other Pokemon, uh, Buzzwool. Buzzwool is uh, essentially if the rock had turned into a Pokemon. I mean, he's a giant <laughs> mosquito, and it is it is insane how many muscles they gave this guy. He's about to looks like he's about to explode by just walking forward or moving. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's it's kind of a dumb looking Pokemon. He looks a little dumb. But they, but they, they made him look okay, I guess for the for the game. Uh, I guess he, you were saying that he looks a little a little different than yeah, he did well, in the previous. I guess just seeing it in three D makes him look a little cool. I've seen so many pictures of him in two D, and he just looks ridiculous. But I do like in the model that they like his four legs that he's like sort of like clicking around on, like look pretty insectoid, and and his mm. muscles almost have this like chitinous look to them. Um, which, yeah, again, like plays up the insect side as opposed to muscle guy with a needle face, you know? So uh, <laughs> I, I think it, I think it's pretty cool. I, I, I'm not as – I thought I was going to hate it more, but I, I'm cool with it. Yeah, and uh, so he's definitely going to be a, almost a Machamp style up in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, going to be running off of uh, just normal attack. He's going to be running off of – what is it? Not special attack, but just attack. Attack, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's he's got two moves up front that really aren't much to much to scoff at. Um, he runs off of a muscle bar or a muscle gauge that, as you hit, not wild Pokemon, um, but either a, through a, but opponents or I think objectives as well. Like I think it counts for if you're hitting Dreadnought or Zap or or Rotom. Um, you you continue to build up your muscle gauge. It's in three. It's it's broken up into thirds. Mm-hmm. So you have to get to whatever the checkpoint of the increment is in order for it to to count of you having that little that little section um, of the muscle gauge. But he consumes his muscle gauge with his moves in order to do to do more effects. I think it's more damage. We were talking about it might be uh, additional um, attack speed and things like that. But his his early his early moves of of mega punch. And Fell Stinger are both um, a little bit of movement, um, but just basically I'm gonna, I'm gonna do damage in an, in a, in, a, in a direction. Mega Punch kind of jumps a little bit um, and has you slam down doing some damage, and then Fell Stinger you almost kind of dash a little bit and you do damage um, in in a direction. Fell Stinger early, uh, peculiar enough. Fell Stinger actually recovers HP, yeah, which is very unique for an early move. Yeah, and, and they both scale – they both do more damage after the muscle gauge increments are consumed. So what's fascinating about it is that, like, he has – he seems to have a pretty slow, like, jungle clear. He seems to have a pretty slow, like, wild Pokemon clear. His boosteds basically are just after you hit a boosted, you get to your next – or excuse me, your boosteds do three punches instead of one punch, right? Which I think I think boosts your muscle gauge faster. Um, if you're hitting a, um, if you're hitting like a, a, a non wild Pokemon, but like to my, to my understanding, like his brawling ability or his, and this goes for not just early game, but the entire game is going to be like the longer he's in a fight, 
the more his muscle gauge uh, gears up and then his moves become more viable. If you're initiating with those early moves, Felstinger and Mega Punch, they're barely going to tickle the opponent. But if you hang out long enough and charge with the muscle gauge for them to come back up off of cooldown, then they're going to do a little bit more. Well, yeah, and it seems like it's, okay, you have to hit... Um, you have to hit somebody kind of in the face a couple times and then you fell stinger so yeah. that you recover some HP and you're not close to dying and then you can mega punch somebody to kind of finish them off. It's kind of what it was, what it feels like. Um, there's some nuance so, there though. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's definitely some nuance there. And then at level five is when he gets his first move on like Glaceon at level four, he gets his at level five. Uh, which is why I think you, your assessment was that he might be better, maybe even as a jungler, is just that he, he really needs that early move, which you typically get through a first full jungle clear. Mm-hmm. You get that level five in order to kind of be able to start um, kind of snowballing and really really having an effect on a lane. Um, so he gets leech life, or is it leech life or life leech? I've done I've I've gotten this backwards. It's leech life. I've yeah, said it's, life it's leech, leech life, it's yeah. not. Leech life, or he gets um, superpower. Those are the two level fives, and they could not be more different. Yeah, moves. <laughs> boy, is that the case? Leech life really playing on the uh, really playing on the mosquito piece of it, right? He uh, when the, when the move is used, he grabs an opposing Pokemon and deals damage over time while restoring his own HP, basically sucking the life mosquito style out of Evan opposing Pokemon. Um, when the move is used, it consumes the entire muscle gauge. The number of hits and the amount of damage dealt per hit increases the more the muscle gauge increments are consumed. Um, the, the the part that's that's really interesting about Leech Life is this move ends if the user becomes unable to act for any reason or is if the restrained Pokemon escapes by using an eject button or through some other means. So if this Pokemon's grabbed, you can use an eject button to get out of it. Or a full heal. Or a full heal, for that matter. Do we, do we know that full heal works? Yeah, full heal removes CC. So he, so you can use full heal. You can use eject button. Somebody can shove him away. Let's say, let's say yep. with a with a nine tails blizzard. If he gets a stunned by anything. hurricane, yeah, you can use any of the, any CC move that would kind of interrupt him using that power. And it's it's uh, it's dropped. Starts yeah. to starts to do yeah. It kind of it kind of drops. Which and the cooldown goes all the way back up. So that's something to know as well. Um, superpower completely different consumes the entire muscle gauge and has the user run in the designation designated direction and grab an opposing Pokemon. The user then slams the opposing Pokemon down on the ground at full strength, dealing damage to an area of effect. The damage dealt by the move and the shield effect it grants increases the more muscle gauge increments are consumed. So it slams a slams somebody down on the ground dealing damage to it and you get a shield and you're still up in their grill. Yeah. And it, the damage it deals is, is in an area so if you are in the middle of three people and you slam one guy, the damage is going to be on all three people. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I, I'll tell you, you know, on one hand, I think Leech Life is the coolest move. Um, but when I've looked at both Leech Life and Superpower, they're both like short dashes, but they're short dashes. And if you miss them, yeah, it's, it, it really feels like slightly, only slightly longer um, Ice Fang, like Mamo's Ice Fang, where like 
the cooldown's really long. Like, nine seconds on Leech Life, 7.5 on Superpower. Like, you really can't afford to miss it. You can't just button mash with Buzzwall. And I, I'm happy that that's the case. But, like, you know, I've been seeing people on the test servers, like, even, like, you know, great players, they're missing their Leech Lifes and Superpowers. Now, part of it is probably due to ping. But, I mean, even good players playing Mammo will miss Ice Fangs because it's, like, if you just don't time it out and they dash away as you're throwing it or they eject button away because they think you're going to do it. Like, it's not a guaranteed lock-on hit like some other moves are. And that's goes the, that goes for both of these. Now, Leech Life is an interesting uh, move where it almost plays like that assassin. If you're in a 1v1, Leech Life seems oh, really, really, really powerful. good. So yeah, good. Because there's, there's not a whole lot that unless you have a teammate around that you can use in order to get out of of a leech life and it does a lot and it recovers a lot like you're probably going to inevitably lose that one on v1 battle because of the leech life yeah it, it, it's really really strong and uh but but at the same time yeah in a team fight i've seen people when it gets to like zap like leech life at the as zap is starting like and everybody's just throwing stuff it, half the time they're getting stunned out of it not really getting the full effect but as the fight starts winding down if buzzwall's still alive like again if buzzwall can stay alive to the point where he's dealing with you know 1v1 1v2 then then leech life seems really really superior but in that team fight component where you're just trying to provide as much value for your team as a whole that's the superpower that's where superpower seems more impactful because it's a little easier to hit once you hit it it can't get canceled it does damage in an area and you still get a shield so it's not like as much healing as you get (laughs) when you suck all the juice out of them as a giant mosquito man uh but (laughs) but it does does still give you an overshield so yeah it's funny because leech life seems like you want to kind of kite around the outside of a fight and pick somebody off and like it almost seems like it's going to be a really big pub stomp character yes yes it's going to be very pub stompy because if you can coordinate with somebody and be like hey let's stay together so that way if he jumps me you can throw whatever move it is or use this and his leech life does nothing Mm -hmm. leech life itself is going to be a very pub stompy move now superpower and uh, some other combination might be just fine, but it seems like if you don't know how to play around Leech Life, you very easily can just get one v one, one by one by one. He'll just work his way to the center of a team fight, and he'll be standing at full at full strength, literally at full muscle gauge at the center of the fight, mm-hmm. ready to just to take off whatever 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 objective it is. And it should be noted that the upgrades for these are pretty substantial. So when you get the Leech Life Plus, every instance dealt by it is stronger than the last so if you get the full round of leeching off on them and if your muscle gauge is full you can do like half to three quarters of their health sometimes like it's kind of crazy and then for superpower you're recovering that too right right and then for superpower this is maybe the stronger one when it comes to like five stacking potential in my view um the upgrade the cooldown gets instantly reset whenever you hit muscle gauge max so like so you can use it deplete your muscle gauge, charge it up, bam, bam, and, bam, and bam, save bam, a bam, few bam. seconds off of it every time. It keeps stunning. So, like, you know. That's really good. Yeah, and, and if you can find ways to amp your attack speed, you know, then that, that muscle gauge comes back faster and faster and faster and faster. So I can almost see this with, like, a Blissey with Helping Hand and um, 
uh, safeguard and just stand next to him and say, I've got you. Keep hitting him. <laughs> X, X attack. Here we come. Yeah. So anyways, um, that's that's the, the one move set. What's the other one? Well, the, the other two moves are um, mega – I'm sorry, lunge and smackdown. Lunge is essentially a, a dash that gets in that you can use in order to get into engage with somebody. It's basically the engage move to set up whatever the other move is that you're going to use, whether it's superpower or whether it's going to be uh, leech life. Lunge will help get you up in their face to be able to enable you to use that move. It does uh, do some damage if this move hits opposing Pokemon. The user's muscle gauge increases by increments um, for each one that was hit. After this move is used, the user's basic attack speed increases for a short time. A maximum of one uses can be kept in reserve for this move. So you can basically... um, You get two stacks of it. Yeah, So so you can use Lunge do a bunch of damage through with your basic attacks to to build up your muscle gauge and then do a really big move uh, with the other move that you've got chosen. So it's an engage tool. It's a setup tool for your other move. And then you can hopefully finish them off with it with a really powerful, fully charged other other move, whether it be uh, superpower or uh, life leech life. So it, it, the fact that we talked about some of the the range, on some of the, the very physical moves that he's got, that Buzzwolves has got. It's really good that he has a way to get in, but it's also not one that's like, oh, I'm going to get in, I'm going to CC the heck out of him because he now can't move, and I can hit him a bunch of times. Like It's not a, it's not a oh, well, he got in, so I just die. It's it's a setup, and he still has to be able to hit his moves yeah. and still and still do it properly and it does seem to to finish off the combo and it does seem to favor like a more basic attack focused build because you're amping your attack you're reducing their attack so it it helps you with that dueling scenario um so and and you know having the um you know having the the ability to yeah like you said close the distance but amp your attack stat and your your attack speed um i've seen people go lunge lunge and use both of their charges back to back to really cover some ground uh which is which is pretty cool um smackdown's the other one and this one is is crazy man intimidating yeah you you essentially give somebody you uppercut them into the upper room you you send them physically up above like you can smack them over walls yeah. Which is crazy. You can eliminate someone from being in a fight. You can jump them into the zap pit. You can jump them out of the zap pit. You, you can jump them even out of a lane. Like, it's it's really crazy what you can do. You can hit them off of their own goal. Um, and, so that way and, your, your team can the beautiful, block. The beautiful thing about it is that, like, just the push is strong. Like, just the uppercut and pushing people away would be strong. But that's not all it does. No, because then you can jump in the air via one via the same use of the move. You, you uppercut them into the other room. You, you jump over to them and you slam them down and do a bunch of damage to them, dealing damage in an area of effect off of that as well. Um, so it takes damage from the uppercut. It takes damage from the AOE and the fall. If this occurs, damage is still dealt to all opposing Pokemon in the area of effect centered on the point of impact. If this move deals damage to a Pokemon on the opposing team, the user's muscle gauge increases by increments for each one that was hit. So if you uppercut them and slam them into a group of people, you're also helping your muscle gauge replenish. Which, theoretically, 
resets in the plus move resets your uh superpower so it's just yeah the combos here are just so interesting or or you uppercut the crap out of them slam them down and then now have a full leech life like full muscle uh gauge leech life to to chomp on them so like the you you smack them away from the rest of the teams that way they can't it can't be interrupted and then you slam them down like away from the rest of the team and then you 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 leech life them because now they're not near the rest of the team where they can where there were a lot of the the escape tools that they were kind of banking on aren't there and 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 the the uppercut portion they're in the air for for like a, a couple seconds a good like second two, and a half yeah, it's kind of a long time for a stun in this game um so uh, yeah super uh, um was it uppercut sky up sky uppercut smackdown there it is smackdown, smackdown. um does seem just pretty pretty crazy and i Hadouken. think hadouken yeah <laughs> i was thinking sky uppercut because like uh, uh blaziken had that like set specialty move and that that would make sense for this uh, as well but but what's crazy to me about this right is that like again i, I see multiple styles of play similar to glaceon but more diverse in how you play it not just you can combo these four moves in different ways but the way that you combo them drastically changes the way you take fights right yeah it's yeah it's very it's gonna be very comp dependent it's gonna be very different in how you choose to use Buzzwall to engage and i i don't think you can look at this pokemon like we there are certain pokemon where you can look at them and say, oh, they've got a Talonflame, or they've got a, I don't know, a a Greninja. And I know exactly what kind of Greninja I'm going to get. I know exactly what kind of Talonflame I'm going to get. I know what they are. I know what they're about. I know what they want to do. You can get two very different Buzzwolves based on just yeah. seeing the character. Until you get in the game and they hit level 5 and level 7, you have no idea what they plan to do. It is it, you can use them interchangeably. It, it would appear, and like while, you could choose to jump in and then superpower somebody, like, or you could choose to jump in and then leech life somebody. Like, it's it's completely different. And while I'm sure there will be a best build, quote unquote, based on the the footage I've seen, all four moves seem viable. Yep, like all I, four I moves seem viable, and, and like. I mean, part of that is people are playing with them. So, like, like I said, there probably will be a bit, but but some of the times, like when you have bad moves, a lot of times it's it's basically trying to do what the other move does, but it's just doing it as or doing it less effective. So it's not really offering a different style of play. But the difference yeah. between Leech Life and Superpower, the difference between Lunge and Smackdown, all of those really have those big implications which which i think is going to make buzzwall just a really cool pokemon the last thing to talk about is the ultimate or the unite move which is you know it's it's probably if if there was going to be a unite move to get at eight in comparison to glaceons i will say this one is maybe like less bonkers in my view where he like dashes in a line and then flies him to the air and becomes like untargetable or something while he's up there, and then picks the Pokemon with the lowest health and slams back down on them, doing some damage. It's not even insane damage; it's just some damage. It's it's just yeah, it's supposed to be an assassin move, and then when it's targeting the one with the lowest HP, depending on when you choose to use it, 
it probably doesn't need to do an insane amount of damage because the whole point is it's supposed to be an assassiny move of killing whoever has the lowest HP. And it does seem so to like, like reset the fight for him at least. Right. It gives him an ability to see where people move, people people evolve. It gives him a little bit of a, a of a movement change because he does dash in a direction as you mentioned and then kills the lowest HP. So like it it gives him like a second or two to to collect to collect together like what he's going to do as the as the user and then he assassinates somebody and now okay now I've got a game plan I'm back in the fight again. Like the minute yeah. you see someone who's a high value target get low who might be able to escape from a fight or get out, you use that move to make sure they don't. Yeah. It's a lot simpler in in uh theory, but I think in practice what's going to be the interesting thing is not using the move, but what you do after and the decision making you you get after using this move. And because like you this is a move that doesn't really want to get used at the beginning of the fight. Like you you don't want to use no, this to initiate don't. ever because like Hitting, you know, coming in on the Pokemon that's the lowest HP, if they're at max HP, just means everybody's going to turn on you and, and explode you. Like, I, 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 he's definitely a Pokemon. I think you run a body barrier on. Yeah, and 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 a Pokemon that I feel like shouldn't be the primary initiator necessarily. It's almost like he's the enforcer in my mind. Like, I, I feel like I'd really love to see like if if you're gearing up for team fight, I'd love to see the Greninja throw the the water sh- arcs. Sh- Super shuriken. shuriken, whatever the stupid thing is called, the ultra ultra shuriken into the back line, and then you go flying in with superpower and you know and uh, smackdown, and you're just gonna start you know beating the crap out of people, CC them so your Greninja can surf through them, and then you ult to just clean up afterwards. In theory, in theory, well, yeah, I mean, all in theory, but I'm just simply saying, like, you know, if you're running lunge, then you don't have that that same amount of CC. And but if you're running the full CC build, you don't have as much of a gap closer. You know what I mean? So it's like there's an yeah. interesting balance there. But um, but yeah, that's uh, that's Buswell. Any any final thoughts on Buswell, Gibby? Um, I think Buswell because of the movement is going to be dangerous, really dangerous in the hands of high powered real or really skilled individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's definitely going to be a skill gap with decision making and timing of using Buzzwool, it's just going to be a matter of are you used almost like lucario are you used to and practiced with the combos and when to use them and knowing when to look and reset your and knowing when to when to farm to reset your muscle gauge well actually you can't even farm to reset your muscle gauge when do you know when to jump into a fight to get your muscle gauge up and when to use certain moves and are you practiced with the combos and and spamming the moves on buzzwall is not going to get you as Doesn't far help you because you need to be looking at your muscle gauge as you're planning to use your moves so like yeah you're right. Yeah, you have you have to. It's not just like throwing throwing a thunderbolt at somebody. Like you have to know when to use it. Yeah. So that is the breakdown of all of the news and new Pokemon's and our impressions of them. Uh, definitely go out and if if you know if you haven't checked out all of the YouTube videos of all of these amazing you know streamers and and uh, YouTubers who are recording the gameplay on the test server. Uh, Go check it out. It's really cool, man. Uh, you just get as hype as us. Let's go ahead and move into our casual segment, Lane Combos. What's wrong with your eyes, Meowth? They're, They're filled with love for you, Jimmy. 
Okay, so lane combos is something that Gibby and I have been thinking about for a long time because we are bot lane brothers. And uh, ever since we uh, first started playing this really casually, we've always thought of it as like – you know, as a duo game, when we when we don't really play too much solo, we play a lot of duos though. Um, and so even when our five stack isn't grouping up, Gibby and I will often log on and, and play some games of duos, which means you can do some really interesting things compared to just being solo and having to carry the game all by yourself. Um, where we normally advise for people to play all rounders and attackers uh, when you're playing solo, if you really want the optimal chance to carry the game based on your personal skill. When you're playing a lane combo, um, because most of the time on ladder it's like a 2-1-2, when you're playing a lane combo, you can really do some interesting things by splitting up the um, the roles and having a balance between a damage dealer and maybe a support or a tank or you know overlapping abilities in really unique ways. So we have four lane combos that Gibby and I are really high on that we've been playing recently in our games uh, and that we're going to kind of just walk you through and hopefully you can try them out and have some fun with them first. So Gibby, do you want to introduce the first one we have? Sure, yeah. And to be clear, you, you touched on this a little bit, but this is this these are our personal yeah, yeah. Like lane combos that we like and that's due to maybe the way that we play these certain characters and we like the way that we play and we interact and... Uh, we've got lane cohesion with them. We know when we're going to throw certain moves or how we're going to move up together or move back together. And it works for us, and we're hoping that it'll work for you. So our first one is one that we actually tested in a rather unique comp uh, recently in our five stack that we mentioned earlier in the episode, which is Ninetales and Snorlax. Now, Snorlax is not someone who is, is seen in competitive. He's not been played a whole lot. as It's not viewed as a top Pokemon. If anything, he's rather towards the bottom of the of tier lists right now just because he doesn't he's been power crept a little bit doesn't really offer a whole lot to the table that is um i don't know that just meshes with other pokemon that really work well and are kind of at the top of the heap uh in in unite but you're a really good snorlax player ian so ian, t- ian typically plays our, our snorlax i typically play the nine tails piece of it and you can run move, several move sets with nine tails, but you definitely need the heavy slam and the block mm-hmm. on Snorlax. Snorlax, on contrary to maybe most of the time with him, he is used in this kind of combo as an engage. So you use that heavy slam to get in, you throw up that block, and nine tails kind of comes in from behind. Um, I like to use dazzling gleam and blizzard, so um, you can use the blizzard. Uh, to kind of maybe push people back, but also have that CC, you get a little bit closer, dazzling, gleam them, get all that damage in a cone. And the the damage from the Heavy Slam, the Blizzard, and the Dazzling Gleam can pick off most Pokemon, or and at least keep them out. So it's it's not only protection, but it is a high health pool combo that has a lot of CC, and when you hit the moves one back-to-back-to-back, right after you not, right after another... The opposing Pokemon that you're hitting, or several in that case, because you can get multiple, mm-hmm. really don't have a way to fight what you've got unless they've got maybe got a full heal. Well, and especially if you think about this from even the early laning stage, right? When you first show up to lane as as low-level Pokemon, Snorlax has a huge health pool and has this passive that massively regens himself with berries, right? So, like, you're able to really be in front, play very aggressive, and Ninetales is one of the best sort of... Um, 
like lane securing Pokemon because you've got some good moves that can that can secure wild Pokemon to make sure that you get the experience. Uh, but you also have ways to push the enemy away if you're trying to get away. You've got the amazing um, snow warning ability, which is just going to passively help you out um, and CC the enemy. And of course, Snorlax on the flip side, the tackle move stuns and does a huge amount of secure on wild pokemon like it hits so hard so we typically see this as a you know a one two you've got snorlax which is up in people's face lives for a long time has a great uh you know sort of stun and and secure whereas Ninetales can sort of sit behind and uh and, and benefit from that front line right um this lane combination we really think can can be just as useful top or bot lane it doesn't really matter Ninetales just needs to evolve to get to four um, and, um, you know, become Ninetales as, as opposed to Vulpix. Um, Snorlax, tackle to Heavy Slam, it's, tackle's just as effective as Heavy Slam at five. Um, sometimes, and weirdly, weirdly, sometimes more effective um, in that early lane. So you can really take it to either lane. Um, the build I play for Snorlax in this situation um, is uh, Buddy Barrier. It is Focus Band. And I actually have been really liking Razor Claw recently. It seems just a little extra, and maybe it is. Um, but the slow you get from your Heavy Slam um, can really help you set up that block, just that extra second to get the block in the right position. Um, and, of course, help your allies hunt people down. So, um, Gibby, what, what build do you use on Ninetales there before we move to the next one? Sure. On Ninetales, I've really been liking using Choice Specs just for a little bit of extra damage as a special attacker. Uh, I run Focus Band because you definitely need to be able to stay alive. And I was kind of floating back and forth uh, for a little bit. Um, I was running, um, and I think I think primarily it's probably the best way. I also do run Buddy Barrier on on Ninetales as well, just for the the base um, kind of move or the base st- health pool stats. Um, just trying to stay al- alive in the lane. I mean having a Snorlax on your team really requires some sort of follow-up. So if you aren't tanky enough or getting yourself into situations where you die as Ninetales, then you really can't help your, your, your lane partner there. So I would go focus band choice specs and buddy barrier and then run eject button for a little bit of, uh, extra engage or get out that's a great point i like to run x speed on snorlax so that you can super speed and push people around with your block even more it's so funny um so next lane combination uh we have pikachu and absol now this is one that we'll play uh on the ladder when we see that our teammates are picking a lot of supports or defenders this is a double damage dealing lane um, but that doesn't really need to worry so much about uh, its early laning because they are both so strong. Now, we know Absol's kind of bonkers right now. Um, just a little. Just a little bit. You can play all sorts of items on him. If you want to stack, you can take this lane combination to the top lane and put an attack weight on Absol. Otherwise, you well, and you can technically stack in the bot lane. It just gets a little bit dicier because, you know, it's just different. Um Pikachu, of course, is a Pokemon that is maybe one of, if not the best Pokemon in the early game. And the Electroweb is one of the best things to allow Absol to jump in and delete somebody with their crits. So Pikachu, Absol, they've got excellent secure. As Pikachu, you can pivot between two different movesets at will. It's basically the same build. Um, Absol, you run a a range of critting and uh, damage amping items like... Razor Claw, Scope Lens, Attack Weight, 
you can run a focus band. You can run a buddy barrier. Uh, you can run you know one or two items that help your survivability. There's so many ways to play this lane, and that's why we like it so much <laughs> is because mm-hmm. we can really adapt to the situation with our moves and our item combinations. Yeah, Pikachu really sets up the almost guaranteed kills for Absol, which is the nice part about it. Um, for Pikachu, I like running Choice Specs and Buddy Barrier and then Energy Amp. Energy Amp is really good on Pikachu, one, to get a little bit of reduction on the on the cooldowns of his moves, uh, but also once you get uh, level 9 and you've got Pikachu's ult, he's got one of the, the, the fastest charge rates in the game on his ult, so being able to, one, use Buddy Barrier for additional health off of the ult, but two the energy amp to get it back up even faster than it already comes up, which I think you can almost get it almost like once a minute, especially if you're taking uh, taking some wild Pokemon and, and charging it up via that way uh, as well, taking some farm. You choice specs for the extra damage on your moves and on the ult. Energy amp for the extra damage on the move and on the ult. Buddy Berry for the health on the ult as well. You just start spamming your old in any fight that you can as soon as you get it up and you become a monster. You know, and, and the buddy barriers are going to be excellent for helping your Absol get out of trouble because a lot of times once Absol goes in and deletes an enemy or two, they can sometimes get picked off on their way out. Now, they've still done their job, but the best of both worlds is being able to have a Pikachu following up, ulting, giving you that buddy barrier and helping you get out while they push forward with all of that big AoE lightning damage. So, um, yeah, Pikachu and Absol is our, our second uh, sort of preferred lane combo. It's a lot of fun. And the beauty is uh, we both play Absol and Pikachu, so we can just switch between them at will. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the next pick we have is Cramorant and Delphox. Now, Gibby is something of a Cramorant main. Uh, anytime, I, w- I, would, I would unapologetically say so. A- anytime we're not doing something uh, focused or, or practicing within our five stack or for our five stack, Gibby is jamming games on Cramorant on both builds. And in this case, Gibby, what build are you running on Cramorant to go with our Delphox? Don't at me. I am running Hurricane and Surf. I love that build, and in the right hands, it is so powerful and so useful um, and can do a lot of damage. So mm-hmm. the whole the whole way that this that this combination of Cram and Delphox works, Delphox being a new uh, the newest Pokemon to the game that's been added, we've we've discovered that this is what's better than one thing of CC, two things of CC. What's better than one thing of CC and two things of CC? Two really high damage moves yep. that also have a little bit of CC to follow up with them. So. Um, we run Hurricane and Surf on Cramorant, and then you run Fire Spin and Mystical Fire on Delphox. So the way it works is, and it doesn't really matter who starts, really, truthfully. You can run Fire Spin, and it chases somebody down, and then as they're spinning, you throw a Hurricane in, which sends them up in the air, and while they're hurricaning, you throw a Surf on them, which knocks them for- back, and then knocks them forward, also CC in that. And then the the Delphox comes in and mystical fires them in the face, and they're done. And they might even be done before that if the surf if everything hits before they even so then they can throw a mystical fire on another target. Mm-hmm. It's there's so much CC that you can and damage that you can take out almost tanks at that point too. It's it creates such an advantage. Yeah, and you know what's interesting about this one, right? Is that you have. This combo is really playing for the mid to late game, right? Because um, Delphox does not get upgraded moves. 
uh, until six and seven, which feels really bad. But uh, once you get there, there's nothing better for setting up Cramorant's combo than a fire spin. Um, and so you you you're really working towards that mid to late game. But the 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 wrinkle here is that Cramorant is one of the best early game Pokemons for securing farm in the game, which is why this combo typically plays a lot better in the bot lane, where you get more XP out of your Ardinos as opposed to the uh, APOMs that are sitting in the lane up top. So this combo feels really good, like I said, in that bot lane. And Cram's Whirlpool not only zones enemies that come up to try to take the, uh, the Aldinos if they're melee Pokemon, you can throw them... Uh, so that the enemy has to run through the whirlpool to get to the farm that the Delphox is working on. And the Delphox's combination of Will-O-Wisp and uh, Ember just can rip something from from jump. Now, the basic attacks aren't that good. Both these Pokemon are a little bit squishy. But at the end of the day, all you're trying to do is funnel XP. You're not hunting for kills unless their people are out of position. But when they get out of position, they get melted by Cram. <laughs> oh, they're absolutely done. Yeah. And Whirlpool's a really good early game weapon to be able to throw. You see an opposing Adino is at like half health uh, on the opposing opponent's side. And like they're all surrounded it. You just walk up, but get still out of range because Whirlpool's got a good range. You throw the Whirlpool on it and the Adino doesn't move that fast where it like moves out of the Whirlpool. So then it becomes mm-hmm. a, a, a coin flip on your move versus their move, on which one is going to take it. And quite often you get yeah, Cram farm can that you steal. have no business. Cram can you have steal no really business well. getting some farm that you do. And it's really, really nice. Um, I run on Cramorant. Uh, I run double double specs, so choice specs, wise glasses for the additional damage. Um, just becoming sort of a, just a mage killer, mage assassin. Uh, and then the buddy, I run Buddy Barry for his ult. His ult is good if you can stay alive. It eventually, over time, will just melt people down, especially when you're doing more damage per hit with the double glasses stacked with it too. You just have to be able to stay alive. So run into a bush, Buddy Barry yourself, and then this big giant circle gets created, and you just start slamming them with fish. Yeah, for builds on Delphox, I'm actually in the weird position where I haven't settled on what build I like most. Delphox is a unique scenario where if you're running Mystical Fire, you can actually play crit items on it, um, and and Mystical Fire can crit, which can be kind of insane. However, I don't think that that's my favorite. I've played it a few games, and when it happens, it's really cool. Um, but I, I really like uh, Wise Glass's Choice Specs and uh, Focus Band. But I also really like Buddy Barrier, Energy Amp, and Choice Specs for a more team-focused build where you have that Unite move coming up all the time. You're throwing your Buddy Barriers on your allies, and of course you get the huge damage amplification from the Energy Amp, which when you're ulting five times a game, sometimes even six, it's happened. Uh, you know, you're getting a lot of value on it. You're making up for the value you're losing by playing a more traditional damage item. So, um, yeah, you can kind of experiment with that. And I, like I said, I wish I could tell you which the exact one is, but yeah, I think there's a lot of options there. The last one we have is a meme. It, it is. It's, it, it's a meme. It's, not, it's nothing outside of just a really fun combo. It's super fun. To play that's just, that's just for fun. It is not something that we're saying, hey, 
take this into master's rank. Don't we try do, this at we, home, we, kids. Granted, we do. We do take this into master's rank, and we have won plenty of games with yep. it. But it's not one to like bring to your friends who are really good players and be like, oh, yeah, we should try this in a five-stack. Yeah, no, one. don't do it. Don't. Just don't. So uh, Gibby and I have a nasty habit of playing Mr. Mime and Hoopa in the top lane. Uh, the reason for this is Gibby is a pretty dirty mime player, and especially when it comes to the wall build. So setting walls and then confusing people into the walls. It's really fun. It's really uh, just a, a different way to play. And if you're good at it like Gibby is, you can get a lot done when you stack. I've never seen a move combo smoke somebody for so much damage in one hit as a fully stacked confusion walled mine. Minus minus Absol now. But but if you take Even away then. if you take away Absol right now, then it's probably the the mime confusion fully stacked. It's kind when of they, crazy. When they fix Absol, mime will be back on the top of it. <laughs> we'll see. Um so the idea here is that you go to the top lane because typically it's going to be a little easier to stack. It's not always um, but the way the bushes are laid out, the way that the farm is spread, and simply the fact that stacking has been popularized so much, even in the solo queue meta, a lot of times you can get free stacks simply because you have other people trying to do the same thing. So we recommend the top lane for that uh, for that exact reason. Now, what's the combo? Well, uh, Mime and, and Hoopa, Mime especially, is pretty weak from the jump, but does have some nice protection and good health and defensive stat pools. So you're able to get some stacks and sometimes get away, you know, with the fake out slash confusion pushing people away. Hoopa also has the defensive capabilities with Astonish to help you escape after stacking, as well as secure farm that the uh, opponents are trying to do because of the range on Astonish. Uh, but it really gets fun uh, when you start getting trick and we we're, we pick up trick instead of hyperspace hole at first we did it because we were memeing uh and didn't realize it would be good but until it worked but the thing that mime sucks at is he's so slow he's so slow and has no mobility and whereas trick being played on pokemon like cinderace and absol and these highly mobile pokemon when they reduced the leash range on trick it became really hard to land those on your own allies and you're missing them because sometimes people are walking outside of your range and they're so much faster than hoopa well mime is slow too and together mime and hoopa are going to zoom around the map setting up walls and blasting people into them and And by zoom around you mean go to normal speed go to normal speed compared to everybody else but 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 mime is the perfect recipient for something like trick because mime's natural slowness um can actually benefit from the jump and move speed which will oftentimes put you just enough range to drop the walls blocking people off hoopa can either astonish or then later on use the double shadow ball combo to get stuns which open up the opportunities for the confusion into the wall um, you could probably play this combo with other Pokemon that have great CC, uh, but we really like Hoopa because of the extra ability in the late game to be able to reposition the team into the Zapdos fight if people are goobering around. Uh, <laughs> so. Well, and Hoopa's pretty safe at this point, too, with Mime being up in front yeah, and mm-hmm. either pushing people back whether he hits a wall or not yeah. and really does all the damage. Hoopa just stays behind the entire time and really is never in trouble. 
really that much because mm-hmm. you can always throw a wall behind you and she can move closer to the mime. So like it's yeah. there's there's a lot of ways to protect Hoopa with mime. And the double shadow ball is just fun. It's just cool and fun. So we we really enjoy that one. Again, uh, don't try this at home, kids. But the other three builds uh, that we gave you will likely be uh, pretty effective, uh, we would imagine. And last thing on Mime, you run triple glasses. You run choice specs, (laughs) wise glasses, and special attack specs. Yeah. You are all damage. Hoopa's just regular Hoopa stuff. Uh, Buddy Barrier, Focus Band, and then a tech slot of either muscle band or experience share probably not that in the top lane but you know you you get the idea maybe a choice specs if you really want to get a little bit of damage but not a lot bit of damage so anyways um that is our our four lane combos uh give them a try jump in the discord let us know what you think about it let us know if you guys have any success with that let's go ahead and uh move into our final segment of the day captain's clash Got a lot of people to disappoint. Okay. Captain's Clash round three, baby. Let's go. I'm super excited for this one. Uh, we have uh, each won one Captain's Clash. Um, the uh, the community voted and decided that you won the last one, which I think is 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 understandable. I liked my comp, but your comp had Blissey. Um, <laughs> that it did. That it did. And actually, if we're if we're looking at it, I didn't win. You did. Uh, I think when I looked at the votes on the uh, Spotify thing, it's, I think the people that responded there edged oh, you. Oh, on Spotify. I was just looking on Discord. Well, I looked at both. Uh, and, and you know, for what it's worth, the people I talked to uh, on our team also seem to like your comp better. Uh, <laughs> Yay! Uh, I did one. So, we, uh, so we're going to give that last one to you. Um, and we have this third one. And if you haven't tuned in for this before, this is where Gibby and I both love draft formats for anything. Uh, fantasy football, card games, MOBAs, doesn't matter. We like drafting. Drafting's fun. And drafting is going to be something that we do want to be heavily talking about and encouraging as a way uh, to improve the competitive experience of Pokemon Unite. Not that it's bad, but that it could be better and way more interesting, both from a uh, personal standpoint to me and Gibby, but also to a viewership standpoint um, where instead of having mirror comps for most games uh you can just see a wider pool of characters as as uh, teams are forced to pick and ban so we're gonna do uh exactly that we're gonna pick and ban uh a team and we have some special rules for today so we are going to draft teams where we must include one of every role in pokemon unite so one support one defender one attacker one all-rounder and one speedster And the way we're going to do this is, at the beginning, we are going to each ban three Pokemon, but we can ban one uh, of three types. So we we can't ban two attackers. We can ban an attacker, an all-rounder, and a speedster. We can ban a support, a defender, and an all-rounder. We can do any combination there. Um, But just so we don't accidentally ban all of the... uh... All of the speedsters. uh, You can only ban one Pokemon of each role. So, Gibby, I think it's time we bust out the dice... And roll to see who is first or second. D20 away. It does not look like it's going to be me this time. I do not believe I'm going to be no? first pick. Okay. I rolled a three on my D20. Let's see. I had a 14. That's going to be me. So I'm going to go first here. Uh, you and I are going to alternate on the bands, and then we will go into a snake draft format uh, as is standard for the picks. So uh, the first ban I'm going to have 
uh, is in fact going to be Blissey. Blissey is banned. So there goes your support ban, right? Yeah, that is correct. Yes. You cannot ban any other supports. Understood. All right. I'm going to ban Dragonite. Oh, interesting. Okay. No no hyperbeaming objectives. Got it. No. <laughs> no no hyperbeams. All righty. So I'm going to go ahead and ban a attacker. I'm going to ban Greninja. Can't stand that guy. I'm so sick of getting smoke screened, guys. I'm so tired. As a tank and, and support player, nothing's more annoying than not knowing which way to throw your CC because you get smoke screened. That's fair. That's fair. I can I can understand why you would want uh, Greninja out. All right, I'm just gonna go ahead and do it. I'll use I'll use a ban on. I'm gonna ban Absol. I was I was wondering if it would get through. No, not when <laughs> not when you have the first pick. If I had the first pick, I think I would have left it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so looking at this, uh, I can ban a speedster, a defender, or an all rounder. Ooh, I think I am going to ban... I think I'm going to ban Aegislash. I think Aegislash gets stronger the less uh, supports uh, and defenders are are in there, um, the less CC that there is. And so in a mode like this, I feel like Aegislash could thrive in the chaos of suboptimal teams. So we're going to ban Aegislash. All right. All right. So Aegislash, where's my Aegislash? Aegislash is banned. So I've banned an all-arounder. I've banned a speedster. I'm going to ban Venusaur. Okay. You're 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 going to ban your own guy. <laughs> I'm ban I'm banning my own favorite. But I and I think I've picked Venusaur in several comps already, so I'd like to mix it up. Mhm. I understand that. I, I can certainly understand that. Um, all right, so we're gonna open up with a Hoopa pick. Hoopa seemed just, seemed I considered yeah. banning Hoopa, but you know it it it's it's a thing. It's a thing that works. Yeah. So there there goes your support. That's my pick. support pick. Yep. All right. I think I'm gonna go out the box. So I get two picks back to back. I'm gonna grab Talonflame. Mmm, Talonflame. And I am also. I think I'll grab Lucario. He gets Lucario. Got it. Two very solid Pokemon to open up with for sure. So I get two picks here. I have already picked my support. So I've got Attacker, Defender, Speedster, All-Rounder. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to pick Machamp. Okay, Machamp. And I'm going to pick Slowbro. I see what you're doing, and I like it. All right, so I am going to go Pikachu as my attacker. Actually, mm, no, I'm going to go Delphox. I'm going to go Delphox as my attacker. Delphox as my attacker. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to go as my supporter. Ooh, this this is a tough choice here. I'll mix it up. I'm going to go Eldegoss. Eldegoss. All right. LD is going in for you. Now I get my final two picks, one attacker and one speedster. Your team is is both a combination of very mobile and very immobile, <laughs> uh, which, which makes uh, predicting it uh, somewhat difficult. I think, however, I am going to grab... Gengar, 
as my speedster. This makes sense. Yeah. I was I was waiting to see like if I could find some targets worth assassinating, you know? <laughs> like if you picked some targets that like might be worth Gengar assassinating, then I'd go for it. But I was like, ah, but if he if he goes too many like highly mobile, highly um tanky characters, then maybe not. But um and then I'm going to I have my attacker left. And this is an interesting conundrum where I I'm trying to figure out what I need out of this, right? I've got like my Hoopa Slowbro is really anchoring the team fights. We've got some great repositioning, obviously. Um, but I think I need somebody to, to chunk some damage from range, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's also got to be a Pokemon that can handle uh, a lane, right? Right. And I think with all of that in mind, uh, for my for my attacker, I'm going to pick um, Cramorant. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Cramorant it is. And then for my last pick here, I am going to go with Blastoise. All right. So we've got our teams now. We've we've drafted. Let's just a recap real quick. You have banned Blissey, Greninja, and Aegislash, and I have banned Dragonite, Absol and Venusaur. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's go ahead and go each at one at a time, and let's talk about our teams, and let's give a brief pitch as to why our team should be the one chosen and how our team would run. So you go first as the first pick. Sure. Yeah. So um, I have an interesting combination. I have Machamp, Hoopa, Gengar, Cramorant, and Slowbro. Um, so first, first things first, I picked Slowbro with the idea that I could run Scald or Surf, right? Like, I, I liked the ability to kind of, like, see what's needed. Um, and you do have three Pokemon that are attackers. So, like, the, the Scald's still on the table, but I would need to think more about, like, <laughs> whether I should be surfing to disrupt, like, the Talonflame and the, um, the Talonflame and the Lucario that's going to be diving me. Um, and potentially, I guess, the Blastoise, too. Um, or whether I should go Scald to try to, like, nerf their damage. Machamp is, like, my hard carry. Like, like full stop. Machamp is going to be the Pokemon that, in the Zap fight, is going to need to, you know, hit a big Unite move, right? Um, but outside of that, I'm trying to win the early to mid-game as hard as humanly possible. Because I have translocating uh, Hoopa, you know, uh, or Hyperspace Hole Hoopa. To push us around the map faster than you, I have Gengar to be able to just absolutely ambush Eldegoss or Delphox or Talonflame anywhere that they show up. Um, and then I'm running Dive Cramorant as my early to mid-game damage carry. And if I don't know if, listeners, if you guys have played any Dive Cram recently, but while it does fall off a little bit late, it is monstrous in the early to mid-game and... It actually has this weirdly decent matchup into highly mobile, um, like the like gankers like Talonflame and Lucario. If you're skilled enough to like predict and dodge away um, with the uh, air slashes and with the uh, dives, so like we're covering ground really fast. We have great ambushing characters that can churn out a ton of early game damage, and we're just going to stack up Machamp and get him as fed as possible to clean up the end game. Um, and then, of course, bonuses. Slowbro's ultimate is almost always going to be on Lucario. So, um, 
yeah, that that that's my that's my basic. I think for lanes, like I can see running a a really disgusting one one three um with uh with cram hoop and slow bro but i almost don't think that that's needed because cram doesn't really need to hit like super high levels before then i could honestly see like babysitting the machamp a little bit um with like the hoopa or the slow bro and letting cram's whirlpool just get plenty of kills and the boosted attacks from um from cramer picking up enough um not kills but uh, uh securing farm so i, I haven't I guess I'm, am I supposed to, do I have to say which one I would pick? Cause like, I feel like I could just go either and it would be fine. No, you don't have to, you don't have to say that, uh, say that. Maybe that you way. guys tell me which uh, I should do. Should I run a two on two or should I run a one, one, three with this, this, this lineup? Yeah. I think, and I think it's, I think it's an interesting conversation to have there with that. So mine, I, on my team, I have Talonflame, Lucario, Delphox, Eldegoss, and Blastoise. Now, I think initially when I picked the Lucario pick, the automatic assumption he's going top. Well, that was never the design. Lucario is actually going to be going in a 1-1-3 bot with mm. Delphox and Eldegoss. Now, I, lay, I, I left my defender pick last because you picked your defender first, or one of your first picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time I had already gotten my needed to pick a defender, you already had already chosen yours, and uh, so I was like, okay, I'll save that pick, um, and I'm gonna run my Blastoise top. Now Talonflame needs to go into the jungle. He needs to be able to. For he's sure. one of the best. <laughs> he's one of the best early lane uh, gankers, and he's, he gets his move. He can come in and just obliterate people. And I can definitely see, especially if he ganks that bottom lane where the Hoopa Cram, who doesn't really have a whole lot of move speed. Uh, and maybe even a uh, an early game slow bro can 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 carry uh, some fights and, and start to to weigh in the advantage in the numbers game in the bot lane. I would send him bot for that first gank, uh, assuming that you were doing a one one three as as I would look at the team uh, going. But you've got Delphox who's got the CC to be able to set up a lot of moves for Lucario. I mean power the power up punch. Um, and um, close combat gets is a really good combination with fire spin because Lucario can get in, they're kind of trapped, and he can be able to do a lot of damage with that. Um, Mystical Fire also is a really good damage ability to be able to keep and poke things out or set up additionally for, for Lucario. And then Eldegoss is maybe not the best support in the game right now, um, but with, with Blissey off the table and Hoopa already picked, Eldegoss is probably the next best healer to be able to keep those two alive and in the fight. And you, you most likely are going to keep Eldegoss between the Delphox and between the Lucario, almost like second in command in that vertical in the bot, uh, to be able to get the healing off on both of them. Uh, Town Flame is going to be there to pick up kills after Lucario either has, either hasn't killed them or even got them low, or is also as an additional uh, engage. Uh, you can use using Brave Bird or Fly either way. And Blastoise, you want to get him top. You want to get him some stacks, and he can rotate uh, anywhere into the mid game if needed. Uh, if Town Flame sees the ability to go start picking up kills in the top lane, or even if you want to rotate rotate Lucario up top to start getting some stacks and, and be able to hold down that top lane as a typical Lucario would be able to, you can always rotate that way as well. So the positional value between Talonflame flame and lane after that first jungle rotation, Blastoise uh, into the jungle on a second rotation to be able to get his, his rapid spin and water spout and Lucario just being an, a lane menace, regardless of top or bottom provides a lot of value. Delphox brings a, a consistent, uh, amount of alts and our team scales uh, 
I'd say okay into the late game. Maybe not the best zap fighters, but what we would do is look for an early fight before zap to create that numbers advantage. Blastoise has one of the best late game alts. Eldegoss has a great AoE heal. Delphox's ult basically stops healing, um, which is which is fantastic. And then Lucario does better now into the late game than he used to. Talonflame is a weak zap fighter, but would need to kind of pick pick some people off around the out around the outskirts and between Hoopa, Gengar, and Cramorant, I definitely think there's opportunity for that. So maybe not as many ways to stop them a champ outside of a um, a fire spin or a Blastoise alt as I would like. Um, but that would definitely be our, our first target to to get in, hit hard, and obliterate before he can drop his own ult. Yeah, I think it's, it's this is a really interesting dynamic, and I'm looking at the two teams, and I'm like, I, I it's hard to it's hard to guess which one has the edge for for this because, you know, the the major power players, you know, Absol Blissey, um, being the the the, I guess dynamic warping when it comes to fights, like they warp how you take fights, not being present, it really would make it quite interesting to see how it plays out. Um, guys, let us know in the Discord or in the Spotify poll, if you listen on Spotify, uh, which which team uh, you guys think you can pick Team DBN or uh, Team Gibby. And we will report back on who uh, who won Captain Class Round 3, our Roll Lock edition. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up and get on out of here. Thank you guys so much for listening today. Uh, if you haven't yet, please join the Discord. You can find our Camp Legend Discord or the, for the Camp Legend Network. That is the network of uh, podcasts that myself and Gibby and our good friend Mark all do together. You can check out our other shows, Almost Legends or Legends Cast. Uh, lastly, we do want to thank all of our Patreon supporters, as usual, for their support our patreon link for legends uh not legends cast but the entire uh camp legend network as a whole will be down in the show notes so if you're interested in giving even as little as you know a buck a month really does it sounds silly but it really does go a long way when all totaled up so if you enjoy aos airwaves or either of the other shows uh consider uh subscribing over there on um on patreon so thank you guys once more for listening We just want to remind you all once again to have fun, show up to Zap, and don't forget to ping your lanes. Thank you, guys. We'll see you on the next one.